Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Yes Way with Daniel Weingarten. I am your host, Daniel Weingarten. I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in. And yeah, this is episode number one. This is it, the new podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for taking the time to come on over. And I'll tell you a little bit about the podcast, and we'll just kind of like, you know, keep pushing through it. And the podcast is called Yes Way. And that's, uh, I've made, I came up with that title for a few different reasons. One, uh, instead of no way, it's yes way, as in yes, we'll do it. Yes, we'll push forward, you know, kind of in the spirit of positivity. And I say the spirit of positivity because people love to be like, be positive all the time. And it's like, ah, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to be positive all the time. But sometimes I'm going to complain about how the Wi-Fi is too slow because that kind of makes me feel good sometimes. I know it's negative, but maybe it's a good negative. And also, you can't be positive 100% of the time. I know there's people that may say that they are, and maybe they are. I don't know. But like, I do believe in trying for it, though, and working towards it. So in that spirit, it's yes way instead of no way. And then also uh, the word way, it's kind of a, a reference to the, the Mexican sl slang word, la palabra mexicana, way, as in no mames way, as in orale way. And that is really a reference uh, to that. And for those of you that are listening that might be like, oh, hold on a second, Daniel Weingart? Huh, okay. He sounds pretty white if I'm watching. He looks, he, he looks pretty white. Is he just trying to be fancy using the accent? Did he do really well with Rosetta Stone? Did he major in Spanish in college? Does he think that he's better than us? No, I, I, I don't. Uh, it's just the way that I speak. Uh, Spanish is my first language uh, due to my parents. Um, I, I say that like it's like an illness. Um, no, uh, it's my father is from Mexico. My mother is from Argentina. Both of them are Jewish. So this is pretty much what happens. Pretty much a Mexican Jew plus an Argentinian Jew equals a guy that looks like he loves the gap, which is true. I love a good pair of khakis. I love a deal. Uh, nothing feels better than the feeling of beige up against my thighs. And I love being Latino. I love being Jewish. I love the culture. Uh, I love learning about the culture because I really, what I love about it is that it is a true melting pot. It's an ethnicity. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a melting pot of, of people from different backgrounds, races, religions, cultures, experiences. I love the, the differences within uh, the different countries and even within the countries and different states and learning more about that. And I feel very blessed uh, to be a part of that community and to come uh, from that uh, from 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 that culture, uh, both on the Latino side and the Jewish side, and I think it's pretty cool. Uh, my parents were the first ones that immigrated here to the United States, so in that sense, I am a first generation Mexican Argentinian Jewish American, and I'm proud as hell for it. So yes, way is really just uh, an homage to. Uh, a part of where I come from. I could call it Yes Way Boludo, and then it'll be Argentinian, or uh, Oy Ve Way Boludo, and then you get the Jewish, the Mexican, and the Argentinian. But I thought Yes Way might just be easier for people to look up uh, and spell uh, spell out correctly. Just an easier thing to uh, find on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And Way actually, Way has like a, the word Way. Uh, like as in no mommy's way, that was the first time uh, I got in trouble because I grew up here in Los Angeles, but I would always go visit, you know, family in Mexico and Argentina and all that. And Spanish, like I said, is my first language, but you know, I didn't know everything and I would pick up on like context clues and I'd hear, like I would always hear my dad and my uncle saying to each other, no mommy's way. 
right? Which is a slang phrase in Mexico, uh, which pretty much translates to don't pull my leg, bro. That's the the nice way of, of putting it. Now, it's not the most like inappropriate thing that you can say, but it definitely isn't the most appropriate thing uh, that you can say, especially as a child. And one day I was over at my abuela's apartment, uh, my grandma's apartment in Mexico City where she lives. And she was in the kitchen. I was in the living room. And she comes out of the kitchen. She sticks, she sticks her head out. And she's like, Danny, take out the trash. And I looked at her. And I was like, you know, being the jokester that I am, I was like, ay, abuela, no me mames way. Yeah. Now, for those of you that speak Spanish, you know what just happened, and you are experiencing the fear that I felt in that moment uh, right after I saw the look in her eyes. For those of you that don't speak Spanish, welcome to Spanish 101. Although, I think this is something they would probably teach later on, but they should teach it in Spanish 101 because it's something that would save your life. Because, no mames way is don't pull my leg, bro. But what I said was, no me mami's way, and that me changed everything because instead of saying, don't pull my leg, bro, what I actually said was, hey, don't suck my dick, bro. So, yeah, yeah, guys. Um, My grandma murdered me that day. She killed me. She ended my life. She made me deceased. I no longer had a pulse or a heartbeat. Uh, after that moment, and I am a ghost. So, yeah, that's why I have the skin complexion of Dove Lotion. This is just some weird M. Night Shyamalan twist podcast movie that you are watching or listening to. Uh, but so that's kind of the, the, the way that I, I came up with the title uh, for this podcast. And as far as what this podcast is, Look, I have spent the last few years obviously doing stand-up comedy, touring, going around, playing different cities, which has been amazing. And through, and I've been able to do that through the internet. Look, the internet is like the best and the worst place imaginable. It's the worst because of the negative comments and the horrible people that say horrible things. But it's the best because there's a lot of good people there. And uh, I've, I've found that through the videos that I put out, these short kind of, you know, two, three-minute videos, making fun of things, making fun of myself, telling stories, whatever. And through that, have been able to go to cities across this country and people who have never met before come out to shows and we have a night of laughter together and we have a good time and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And in a world today where there's so much negativity, it truly is a, a positive experience. And it's sort of like a, a community uh, that that is built around laughter. And I'm hoping to build on that through this podcast. I'm hoping that by sharing more about my life, sharing more about where I come from, sharing the things that I'm experiencing, the things that I'm learning and along the way trying to make you laugh through sharing that, we can continue to build that sense of community uh, and make it grow larger and larger and larger and kind of come closer together. Because I think, uh, especially in this world today, I personally, I experience a lot of anxiety, a lot of doubt, a lot of negativity. Uh, I worry about the future, uh, not only myself, but just the worlds in general. And I'm always looking for some semblance of light. I'm always looking for that that that, that beacon of, of, of hope, if you will, that I can latch onto um, and keeps me going another day. And also artistically, you know, the, the short videos are great and I, I have fun doing them, but I want to challenge myself a little more, do something that's a bit more of a long form version, uh, something that maybe requires a little bit more vulnerability, uh, which I think this does. And, um, yeah, something I can really sink my teeth into and give you, give y'all who are listening a little bit more. And for those of you wondering, y'all, aren't you from LA? Yes, but I went to college in Atlanta and I picked up the y'all and also y'all just sounds better. It just, like, it does. 
People, I don't know why everybody doesn't say y'all. Everybody should say y'all. Like, what are you doing if you're not saying y'all? Like, hey, how 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 are you all doing? No, how are y'all doing? You all. You all sounds grammatically incorrect. I don't know if it is grammatically incorrect, and I majored in English and creative writing, so I should know, but y'all sounds great. My one pet peeve, though, is online where people write out y'all, and they go Y-A apostrophe L-L. It's Y apostrophe A-L-L. Like, get, do it right on the internet, you know? I feel like that's the giveaway of whether someone is just pretending to use it. Maybe not. I don't know, but... Y'all is greater than you all. That's the first point I'm making in this podcast. That's 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 what I'm hoping will will, will spread uh, in that sense. And yeah, man, the podcast is gonna be pretty loosey goosey. You know, I'm just every episode uh, I pretty much just write down a couple things that I want to talk about, a couple things that I want to share with y'all. Uh, things might go you know off to the right, off to the left along the way, go on some weird tangents. I don't know what's gonna happen. We just kind of press record and we go. So, yeah, that's what Yes Way uh, is going to be all about. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to answer some questions. Every Sunday, a Sunday or Saturday, I just, I'll go live on Facebook and uh, ask people uh, if they have any questions that they'd like me to answer on the podcast. I'm going to start creating a list of them. I'll answer three or four at the end of every episode and eventually try to, you know, answer as many as possible. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, what, what, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, the first thing that I really want to I, I want to get into, just because it's the thing that's taking up so much of my time, is I am currently remodeling my apartment. This this place right here uh, that I am in right now. I live with my girlfriend, and we're remodeling our apartment. And what that means is we're taking furniture that is perfectly good and that works perfectly fine. It just isn't the prettiest, and we're spending money to get furniture that looks a little bit better. Um, that'll do the exact same thing. That's pretty much what we're going through right now. And what does that mean? That means my Instagram feed is just a bunch of ads to stuff that looks really good that I cannot afford. It's me sending uh, my girlfriend ads on Facebook Marketplace that she says no to because it probably doesn't work aesthetically because I am not one who has good aesthetic instincts. And then her sending me stuff that I go, we can't afford that, but it looks pretty. Um, we found a coffee table the other day or like it was the other day, like a week ago, we were on Facebook marketplace and we found a coffee table and it was from West Elm retail price, three seventy five. It was on Facebook marketplace for like two forty five, something like that. It was like a, enough of a difference. We're like, okay, it's, it's a little, but you know, it's good. It's really pretty and it'll work really well. And it's a good price. So we message the person on Facebook marketplace, right? We send, send the, the guy a message. He responds. He's like, listen, I've already gotten a few offers, but if you'll pay two forty for this, right, then it's yours. And we're like a hundred percent. You got it. We'll pay the two forty. When can we pick it up? And he goes, you can pick it up tomorrow at 6.30. Great. He lived a few blocks away from us. He lives in our neighborhood. The next day, 6.30, we go to his apartment building. We're outside the apartment building. We message him. We're here. We wait 10 minutes. We don't hear back. We message again. Hey, man, just want to follow up. Let us know when you're able to come out. We're ready to pick it up. Nothing. 20 minutes later, right? We're like 35 minutes in now. We're like, what's going on? He hasn't seen the messages yet. So we're like, hey, man, just want to follow up. Uh, you know, is this still happening? Nothing. Now, he hadn't seen the Facebook messages, so I didn't want to make assumptions, right? 
Like, you ever have somebody slight you, and then you're just like, this is the worst person in the world. They don't return your text message. You're like, this is a garbage person. This this person should go to hell. I'm never talking to them again. They're terrible. And then you finally get in contact with them. They're like, oh, my God, dude, I'm so sorry. Just my mom got in a car accident, and I had to deal with that. And you're like, oh, I feel terrible. So we didn't want to do that. About four hours later, though, he sees the message, right? And then we send another message to go, hey, just want to see if this is still something that you're able to do. If not, all good. Just let us know. Like, just give us the courtesy of of, of responding and being like, hey, I, I, I've decided not to sell it or whatever. Just common courtesy, I think, especially once you've already like, we've gone over there, we've been waiting, whatever. 20 minutes later, you get a notification saying that it's been taken off Facebook marketplace now i don't know if he sold it i don't know if he decided to keep it my guess is somebody offered him more money and then he took that but yeah come back to us and say hey this person offered 270 can you do that because i want to give you the benefit of letting you know because i made a deal with you first we shook hands virtually none of that just gone and away but here's the thing all right it's on facebook we i know what he looks like Am I going to, I know where he lives now. Am I going to do anything about that? Of course not, not at all. But I know that he lives in my neighborhood and I know what he looks like. So is it possible that I'm going to run into him at a Trader Joe's? Yeah, probably. Is it possible that maybe I'll throw some shade at him just with my eyes that he will not understand what's going on because he will know who I am? Yeah, maybe. Like, is he just going to be going down the freezer aisle and I'm just going to look at him just like, Yeah, maybe. Am I maybe going to go up to him and be like, hey, dude, are you? I'm sorry. I know this is like so weird, but you totally have like this, you know, this vibe of somebody who like shops at West Elm, maybe has a West Elm coffee table. I don't know. Anyway, uh, have, have a good have a good night. Enjoy that cauliflower gnocchi and then just walk away. Maybe, maybe. Now, look, I know that that's not in the spirit of positivity, right? Throwing shade. But here's the way I look at it. Okay. This is a heated emotional situation. If you stay in the heat, it will boil up and that gets dangerous, right? But you throw a little shade, you throw a little shade, then you cool off the situation. That's what shade is. Shade takes the heated situation, throw a little shade, cover it, it cools off. It's a negative approach to getting a positive result, at least for yourself. So that's what we're going through. All I'm saying is be a person of your word. That's it. Is that so much to ask? Number two, I just got done cleaning my apartment. I need to brag a little bit. I am amazing at cleaning my apartment. If you could go on America's Got Talent for cleaning your apartment, I would. I would win 1,000% golden buzzer. I would go out there with some Fabuloso, some Ajax, some Ajax, you know, some Clorox. I'd be cleaning the floors on my hands and knees. I love I love, I love cleaning floors, like hand-washing floors, for two reasons. One, it's the way that I know that I'm getting everything. And two, I get to say that I hand-wash my floors. I love being able to say that. There's nothing better than a clean bathroom. Just fucking, mm, just some Ajax. Ugh, get in there. The smell of bleach, that blue color, that blue. That It's like the sky, man. It's just God in a bathtub. It's just heaven in a bathtub. I love it so much is the best and 
what I don't get are people that live in places that are filthy, just absolutely filthy. Now, look, I'm not talking like a little dirty. I'm talking like I went to a house the other day, right? It was filthy. There was a a jar, a toast, a Tostitos jar, jar, like a Tostitos jar. Like there was so, like it was a cheese queso. It was a queso jar, and it was empty. And it wasn't like there was queso in it, and now there's no queso in it. It was like clean. They cleaned the jar, and it's in the bathroom for no reason. I don't understand. I'm like, did you decide to make this a candle holder? Is that what this is now? Are you like, oh, I, this is this is my queso Tostitos candle holder that I put candles in that smell like Taco Bell's Crunchwrap Supreme, and they complement each other really well. Because I don't go vanilla potpourri. I go cheese ass smell to mix with the ass smell. That's what I do. Like just, and it was just. Ugh. Like that was ugh. like you're walking around. There's dirt. There's like I could smell. I could I could smell the diseases creeping up. I could smell the spiders in the vicinity. Just look. I'm not judging people. I don't I don't want to judge people. But I do believe that we can all do better. And I believe that if you were living in filth that is greater than the fraternity house that I lived in when I was in college, then you can do better. I lived filthily when I was 19 years old. I was in a fraternity house, right? These guys, we, as a, like, as a fraternity house, we cleaned our sheets once a year. Like, it was a thing. It was like, I mean, pretty much, like, all right, guys, one one time a year, sheet cleaning, that's it. The amount of disease that was there is bananas. No wonder I got strep throat and mono at the same time. It was a death wish. I could never do that. But I'm older now. You're in your 30s. I'm just saying, if you're in your 30s, just do a little bit of cleaning for yourself. You'll, you'll feel better. You just will. You know, do a little upkeep during the week. That's it. One time a week, get some paper towels. Get some Clorox. Wipe down your countertops, right? I, I got Clorox, Clorox wipes, right? You got grease on your stove. Ta, 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 ta. It's gone. Ya se va. No no tienen que limpiar un poquito. Un poquito de limpiazo y ya estás. You're good. All right? You go over, clean down the sink, clean down the toilet. How are you not going to clean your toilet? How are you not? That's where you pee-pee and poo-poo. How are you not going to clean your toilet? You got to clean your toilet. Like, that's the other end of the toilet is the sewer. The other end of the toilet is where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live. You got to clean it. You got poo-poo skid marks? Clean the poo-poo skid marks. It's not that hard. A little toilet bowl cleaner, a little fucking clean. Done, done, that done. Right? Dry pee stains? Look, man. I really try to do good, right? But 95% of the time, I have a success rate. 5% of the time, it's at night, I'm half asleep. I might miss a little bit. There's a little dry stain somewhere, some splash zone, splash zone action. It's like it's like the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios, right? There's a little splash. That can happen, but just clean it is all I'm saying. We can all be better. I can keep the seat down in the toilet better. I forget. Almost two years living with my girlfriend. She hates it. I understand. She has the right to be think that I can do better because I can. We all can. Let's just be better. Let's just be better. <laughs> um, what else? I'm intermittent fasting right now. I'm intermittent fasting. What that means is that uh, every day I only eat for an eight-hour window, and then outside that eight-hour window, I'm fasting. 16 hours a day, I'm fasting. That's like two-thirds of a Yom Kippur, and uh, it's really not Terrible, but I love to complain, so I love to talk about how I'm hungry all the time, um, even though it's my choice to fast. And why am I doing it? Why am I fasting? It's pretty simple. I am fasting because I want to get in better shape. 
I do. You know, I've always wanted a six pack, never have had a six pack. Uh, for some reason, I think some people think that I do, especially on the internet. Like I'll get DMS from people. People will just be like, uh, Hey, uh, send us some shirtless pics. It's like, no, <laughs> like, first of all, no, cause I don't know you and I'm not going to send you shirtless pics. I'm like, no Two, If I had a body that was wor that like I was happy enough with to have shirtless pics out on, into the in the world, they would be out there. At minimum, on my Instagram story, you would have shirtless pics. But I don't love my body enough to have shirtless pics out there. I know some people might be like Daniel, but it's fine. It, sure. And anybody out there who loves themselves and loves their body, more power to you. And I think everyone should love their body. And I'm all for body positivity. I just have a hard time having body positivity for myself because I have body dysmorphia. And if you don't know what that means, it pretty much means that when I look in the mirror, I don't love myself. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I look in there and I go, ugh. Um, no matter what, no matter what it is. I've been 45 pounds heavier and didn't realize it and then been like pretty good shape and been like, I can do better. And I know the idea is like, you, I'm, I'm trying to get in shape to get rid of the negative thoughts, I should just embrace and love myself and then just get in shape as a result of that. I'm probably not doing it in the most healthy way possible. But yeah, man, I don't, you know, I'm also super pale, you know? I'm like, I'm so pale, it's a weapon, okay? My body with its shirt off is a weapon. It can blind people. I could be a member of the Avengers with my body. Like, there's just a big battle with Thanos. Big battle with Thanos, right? All the Avengers are going... I, rock, I come in, I take my shirt off, Thanos gets blinded, all the other Avengers, they got the glasses, right, it's like they got night vision goggles, they got Daniel pale skin goggles, that allows them to see through the paleness, Thanos blinded, <laughs> snap, snap, Thanos is gone, so I'm very sensitive about that, but then I'm also like super paranoid about getting like sunburnt or skin cancer, so I like am scared of the sun, <sighs> yeah, I got problems, I got problems. I, I really, I do, and I'm working on it. I go to therapy, and uh, we're talking through it, and we're getting better. But, yeah, I'm trying to get in better shape. I've always been self-conscious about my body. I have. I, you know, I was I was a chubbier kid, um, and I I just, I, I don't know. It's just carried over. I think I just, I didn't have a ton of, I wasn't accepted a ton when I was a kid. I wasn't the, the coolest person. Uh, everyone Everyone's like, I wasn't the cool. I mean, like, look, I just didn't have a ton of friends. And I didn't experience a ton of validation and acceptance. And I think a part of me thinks that, like, it, I, my body is the one thing that I can control. So I can get validation and acceptance through just, like, being in good shape in this society. Um, and I realize that's not the healthy, that's that's not super healthy. But, you know, sometimes you can know that something is not, uh, you can know something is objectively not right or makes sense or objectively not positive way of thinking. And your brain still has a way of, getting you to think those things. So, you know, it's a constant work in progress. We're thinking about it. Oh, sorry guys, we lost video. Give me one second and we're back. All right. So uh, when I was in college, actually, I pledged a fraternity, you know, cause that's what you do when you want to be cool. Uh, <laughs> and I was 17 when I went to college. I'm not bragging. Uh, the only reason I was that young was cause my parents actually put me in school earlier cause they wanted me out of the house. So I was young when I went to college. And when I pledged the fraternity, my parents actually had to sign a release form to allow me to pledge, which is funny because they pretty much just signed a contract saying like, oh yeah, you could like almost kill a kid 11 or 12 times so that he can maybe have friends uh, that'll be around while he's in college. Uh, and as a pledge, you pretty much have to do whatever you're told that you have to do. 
and they we had a party one night at the house and we have a we had a pool in our fraternity house and they made the pledges do a belly flop contest and nobody wanted to do it but I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to take my shirt off in front of all these people so I went to the person in charge and I was like hey man um do you think I can maybe not do the belly flop contest and he's like no you have to do the belly flop contest and I was like right but like I don't feel comfortable with it and he's like it doesn't matter and I was like yeah but like I really do not feel like here's the thing, man. Um, I'm insecure about my body, so I don't want to take my shirt off. And I, I would have to do that for the belly flop contest. So if I could not, that'd be great. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I have body dysmorphia. And he's like, what did you just say? And I was like, yeah, I, I have body insecurity. So I, I don't I don't feel comfortable you know, and then I started to get kind of emotional, and then I think he just didn't know what to do. He's like, all right, whatever, man. You don't have to do it. So the moral of the story is just be vulnerable, people, about your insecurities, and you'll get what you want. Just be honest. Um, but, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm, try- I'm trying to get better. Uh, why don't we take some questions before we wrap the show up, eh? Uh, we got some good questions that came on in. Uh, the first one um, was, uh, what did I do for work before I became a comedian? Well, I was an assistant uh, to a bunch of different people, uh, different production companies on different shows. Uh, I worked on Whose Line Is It Anyway for a bit, uh, which was so much fun. It was the best. Everyone on there is so was so nice. Um, I also uh, worked on an ABC drama, and then I worked for a production company developing uh, reality TV shows and as an assistant there. Um, and I was also a bar back for a period of time at a bar in Hollywood. Uh, and that was like the coolest that I ever felt. Like, I don't know what it is, but like when you're a bar back in a bar, there's something about just having a black t-shirt and a rag stuffed in your back pocket that just makes you feel cooler. Even though you're just like, oh, I just bring kegs up and I swap out bottles and I clean glasses. But like, I felt so cool to be the dude who works in a bar. Uh, but then I was a horrible employee. I was really bad because I would be going around picking up glasses and then just start talking to people because I just like talking to people. And they're like, you have to work. You're not here to talk to people. I'm like, yeah, but it's customer service. And they're like, you're a bar back. You're supposed to be in the back of the bar. Uh, and I was like, duly noted. But I loved every job that I had. Some were easier than others. Some were harder than others. Uh, some... I really enjoyed some made me cry at night and or even during the day. Nothing worse than crying during your lunch break. You're just like this. Whew, I am so unhappy right now. I need to go just shed some tears in the toilet stall and uh, the toilet stall, the bathroom stall. Um, but each of them. I, I gained something from. They each gave me a piece, something valuable and a piece of information or a skill or just like reference or contextual knowledge that I've been able to apply in my life today uh, in a variety of different ways. So in that sense, it's kind of like the past informs your present moment, which, which then helps you in the future. So that was always uh, really great. Um, let's see, what other questions? Um, where did the Jewish uh, side come from on the Mexican and Argentinian side? I spoke about that up front. Um, like I said, immigrated from Eastern Europe uh, to Mexico and Argentina. Tina. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I'm horrible uh, reading. How did my parents react when you told them that you wanted to do stand-up comedy for a living? Uh, well, when I told them that I wanted to do stand-up, they were fine because they'd seen me a couple times and I wasn't horrific. Uh, although in retrospect, I think I was. So I don't, I don't know why they were okay with me pursuing stand-up. But a few years before then, when I went to college, I went to study business. I wanted to work in finance. And then a year in, I was just like, I don't, 
I don't really love this. I don't really enjoy this. I want to do something else. And I've been doing, I've been writing poetry for a few years and I'd done slam poetry, like spoken word, you know, um, like deaf poetry jam type stuff. And I'd competed in slams and I really loved that. And, um, I, I was really immersed in that. And I was like, you know what? I just want to be an artist. I just want to be a writer. Like that's, what's going to make me happy. So I Skyped my parents and I was like, listen, mom, listen, dad, mira, um, yo decidi, I've decided that I am going to change my major to creative writing because I want to be a writer and I want to be an artist. And I thought that the Skype had frozen, but it was really just my parents staring at me in shock. Like me wanting to become an artist put them into a catatonic state. And I get it, right? You have immigrant parents. They come here. They work hard. My dad's a doctor. My mom built a life for herself. They built a life together. They want their kid to have security. And there's nothing more insecure than the life of an artist. But I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that they have been very supportive uh, of me, you know, ever since and along the way. And um, I think it's paid off to a certain extent. You know, I've, I've a, a, a very tiny amount of success, um, but enough where I can pay my rent and I can live my life and I can, you know, pay for, you know, uh, afford meals and, you know, and insurance. And that's more than I could have ever imagined. I think ultimately at the beginning, it's like, yeah, I just want to, if I can survive off of my art, that's enough. And I'm grateful that I'm at a point where I am able to survive off of my art and the skills that I've, I've built up over this time. And I think my parents see that. And as far as where that success goes, I have no control over that. You know, the only thing I have control over is doing the work and putting in the work and trying to find the fun in the process and enjoying the process. And where that takes me is really, you know, it, it, it's it's it, the, 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 the end result is not in my control. The only thing that's in my control is what I put in and what comes out on the other end. We'll see. Uh, but that's why I, I started doing this podcast ultimately, right? It was like, I want to enjoy the process and I want to find the fun in this uh, all the time. That's why, that's why I do this. I love stand up because it's fun. Um, and I love making stuff and I love making films and I love, uh, I love making people laugh because it's fun. And if it ever stops being fun, uh, it's worth taking a look at and being like, okay, what can I do differently to make it fun again, to find the fun again? And this is what this podcast is. If I'm being completely honest, you know, the videos, the short videos I do on Facebook and on Instagram or whatever, they're fun. They are, but there's still, there's a part of me that's like, I, I feel like there's something else that I can do that is going to feel more substantial and is going to fulfill me a little bit more. Um, and I think, in, and, and I, I believe that like this, this very thing might be it, this kind of weekly outlet, this weekly kind of reflection, um, the challenge of trying to be funny in a long form, uh, in a long format, but also, you know, not feeling the pressure of having to be funny a thousand percent of the time. Um, but just be myself. That's the other thing, right? Um, I think my entire life I've I've been chasing an idea, an idea that is outside of who I actually am. And that goes back to some of the lack of validation and, um, and acceptance that I felt as a child. So I always felt the need to try to be, an, let me try to be somebody other than who I am, change myself so that I can experience that. And that has been something that has led me down uh, very negative paths, made uh, negative life decisions as a result of that. And I found my way back. And I think I'm finally starting to embrace who I actually am and loving that. And this is my attempt to kind of come out and show that in its purest form. So that's what this is. Um, I think we're going to 
I think that's I think that's it. I think that's that's episode one uh, of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, rate, review, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, like it, comment, share it with friends and family. That's how these things grow. Uh, if you have a question that you want to ask me, uh, you can go ahead and email me. It's dwcomedy2 at gmail.com. And you could follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dwcomedy. And... Yeah, that's it. This is episode one. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. It means more than you know. I'm really excited to continue doing this. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, be good, be kind, and we'll see you then. Bye.